Are we really doing this? We're doing it. Ah! Welcome to the Bomb Tales and Cocktails podcast. I'm Shelby Lovitz, the fitness and nutrition coach for moms and soon-to-be moms, mom of three, and twin mom. My passion is helping women learn to strengthen their bodies and mind for pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. And I'm Erin Patel, mom of two toddler boys. I work in aerospace and defense doing digital transformation and supply chain strategy, so data is in my DNA. I'm always looking for research-backed solutions to better myself as a mom and as an individual, and I love helping other moms do the same. We're here to give you the tough love, the real and raw truths on motherhood and how to do it all without losing yourself along the way. So sit back with your cocktail or mocktail and get ready to transform your mind, body, and life. Hello, beautiful moms. We are switching things up today and bringing on our first ever mom tales and cocktails guests. And we are so, so excited. We're finally feeling like we have our shit together. And are I'm finally not really- like terrified of this microphone. <laughs> are just starting to really get in a good groove. So we felt like now is the perfect time to expand our content by bringing on an amazing guest today and fellow mom to share her incredible expertise on a topic that really hits home for so many of us. And we are by no means an expert on at all. So here with us today, we have Jen Perez, amazing mom of three, who Erin has elegantly coined the declutter doctor. That's probably trademarked somewhere, so please don't sue us. <laughs> and she's here. <laughs> she's here to give us all her tips and tricks on decluttering, organizing, and maintaining a clutter-free, clean home, which I know we all really want and need it's the end goal yeah it's like the zen that we're all seeking but before we dive in what are we all drinking tonight so tonight i accidentally made two drinks because i forgot that i made a first one um i'm gonna put that one to the side and my main drink of choice for tonight is a little pinot grige with some saint germain yes cheers to that i actually have the same exact thing Brought my son to hey. body, picked up a bottle of Pinot Grigio. Love oh, it. And I'm on the I'm on the opposite end tonight. I'm on I'm on the red tonight. I had Ben pick me up a bottle of red. I literally don't even know what it is, but we will link it. <laughs> Did he do good? Is it good? It's very good. I just asked for a red blend and I don't know what it was. It was like from another country. That was something I didn't recognize, but it is very good. See, I feel like I need white for this because white, like, I don't know, makes me like happier, more talkative, whereas red makes me just like, okay, I'm ready to just watch a movie and like chill (laughs) and not talk. Uh, All right. But anyway, that's getting the job done. Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Well, that's all that matters. Okay. So let me just start off by saying that Jen is versed in literally so many incredible niche topics. So I'm confident that she's not going to be a one show wonder with us, or at least I'm hopeful that we can bring her back on. But with spring settling in, 
the thing that stuck out to Shelby and I is in her specialty um, grouping was her organizing and decluttering skills. So we wanted to start with that and help all of us like kickstart our spring decluttering and cleaning efforts and just really, you know, have this changing of the season seasons be on the best foot. Um, and also personally, I think this goes for Shelby and myself. Clutter is something that is so near and dear to our stress and anxiety. So anything that we can do to eliminate that, that's what we're looking for. So Jen, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you? Who are your beautiful babies? Tell us everything. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me because I'm so excited to stress upon this topic because it's something that's really, really important to me. It's something that I am passionate for. Um, I am from Marlton. I was born and raised in Marlton. I've been here 36 years. I have three kids and everything is for them. I have a five and a half year old girl. I have a seven and a half year boy and I have an eight year old. Um, and that's so yeah. crazy. I feel like we like, you know, seeing each other grow on social media over the years. And I can't believe your kids are that old already. Like, I feel like I remember you having like your first kid, like again, from afar. And then I just can't believe like your youngest is already five and a half. That's crazy. She's full day kindergarten. I was the she mom that had two under two. I had three under three. You know, that's kind of where this process, you know, started. So, yeah, I, these kids are crazy, but I love them. So <laughs> really under three. I'm the two under two. And I don't. I yeah. I don't know how you do the three under three. That's you're saying. The <laughs> one from two is easy, but I, I promise you, like that two to three, like. It, it's so much harder because you have that middle person. Man, my son is a middle child. He mm. suffers so bad from middle child syndrome. So oh. I think that's the hardest part, you know, being a one person show. So, you know, all your kids Trying want your attention. They want all of your attention all the time. And you, you're one person. So I even feel that like guilt with the dogs. Like they used to get all my attention. And like now I don't know how to split it up. But OK, sorry. <laughs> We can, that's a whole other topic that we can go down. And, um, all right. One thing I'm going to try and not say this episode is double down because I've noticed that that is like my go-to catchphrase. So, um, <laughs> I'm making a vow to all of you guys right now that I'm going to try really hard not to say double down, but, um, okay. So Jen, we are so excited to have you here. I guess like before we get into all the goodness that you have in store for us, um, let's just kind of like talk about the different aspects of clutter that drive us completely insane. And I have no problem going first if you guys would like me to. I have like a whole list of things that are just really hard for me to deal with, but I will try and just pick one. And I think <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear it. So I love to hear what you guys have to think, you know, for me it's kind of hard cuz like I've literally undecluttered my life you know there's not no clutter in my house so i like to hear what i can tackle and help everybody tackle oh my god okay wait so i'm gonna go back to that how long like so was it like on your third child that you started doing this or was it after your first like i feel like i had already march 4th and then the world shut down what 10 days later and so i felt like my whole like first baby experience was just like born into like, I don't want to say chaos, but like home chaos, where it was like, 
we never put anything away like laundry wise because why would we? We're not going anywhere. Like nobody's coming into our house. It doesn't matter. So I would have like clothes stacked around. And like, I feel like I got into a bad comfort zone because of that. So like, at what point did you say like, this is my passion and this is what I'm going to like really start focusing on? I think it was, you know, I was pretty organized most of my life, but you know, definitely having kids, you focus all of your attention on them. And you kind of tune everything out and you really don't realize until you just wake up every day and you do the same thing. And just like that, that mess, those, those bottles, those toys, you know, all those blankets that everybody spit up on, you know, like waking up in the middle of the night, kicking things on the floor because you're half asleep because you were too tired to put it away. I mean, you just kind of get to that breaking point where you realize you're like, I can't find anything. I can't function. I can't do anything. You know, for me, it was, you know, after having my daughter, you know, I had the three under three, you know, my oldest also was going through a lot of different, you know, things in his life. And we were trying to get diagnoses done for him because we, we knew something wasn't there. So my husband at the time was working. I was literally by myself. There was no bedtime. There was no, my husband's here on the weekends. It was me. And I had a newborn and I had a two-year-old and I had a three-year-old. I mean, it was just, it got really hard. And I just kind of got to the point where I, I had to do something about it. So I think the biggest thing was, you know, when you just needed something for that newborn and you didn't have it, you know, so it just kind of became something really important to me. And I just, you know, like I said, I woke up one day and I just realized I need to get it together. Um, that just gave me like just so many <laughs> chills, like hearing that experience. Is I, I get it. And I feel like I'm in the thick of the, okay, I'm at my breaking point right now. I am tired of tripping over everything. I am tired of feeling like I am drowning in my own house of like stuff that it, like it shouldn't be this hard, but it is so hard. And it's frustrating. It's like, I don't know, it feels like defeating, deflating. I don't know what the right word is, but it's like, I should be able to do this, but I'm not able to. And like, I just hate that so much. But yeah. Okay. No, I'm totally the, I'm totally the same way too. Like I am literally at this point where I'm like, I just want to throw every everything single thing else. in my house away. Everything. <laughs> just yeah. It's don't need it anything. Away. Like get rid of it. Like <laughs> it, it's overwhelming. I don't want to make the choices. I want somebody to come in here, um, Jen, and just say, you don't need this. Like, you don't. And I don't want to be part of it. I just want, because I have like artificial emotional attachments to things. And I feel like that's one of like the biggest paralyzing factors of making a decision to say, I'm, I'm throwing this out. But okay, we're diving into too much content. So I'm going to pull us back and... Wait, one other thing. No, it's fine. I'm not going to self-sabotage. Okay. So <laughs> if I had to say, like, one of the things that I struggle with, oh, what do I want to choose? I guess, like, for me, having toddlers so close in age, I feel like I don't ever get to this, like, turnover period. And I we signed up for, um, like, that Love Every box for Ari because he was home. And, like, we had um, sitters coming, like, in and out for like until he was what, 13 months old before he went to daycare. So we were using those as like, you know, good learning tools, like stuff for the babysitters, aka my family to do with him. And I was like, 
after he's done with each box, I'm going to put all the things back in that box. I'm going to put the box away and I'm going to store it nicely so that, you know, if and when we have a second child, it's going to be perfectly preserved and ready for us to go. Well, lo and behold, as I'm sure you know, Jen, I act surprisingly got pregnant when Ari was seven months old. And that whole plan went to hell in a handbasket. Like nothing ever got put back in the box that came in. And all this stuff is like still scattered about. Like, so all these plans that I thought that I had to create organization, to create structure, to, to declutter, just kind of fell by the wayside. And I didn't stop it before it spiraled. So I feel like that's probably one of the things that frustrates me. Um, so yeah, I guess that'll be my, that's my focus right now. What about you, Shab? Yeah. Um, I feel like now with like three kids, you know, going from one to three, adding a girl to the mix has not only increased the clutter and not to mention like I say, I felt like I saved like things for the next kid, but then I never like went in the attic and went to look for all those things. So now I'm like buying more things that I never took the time to like go back and see what I have. So I feel like it's just so much. And not only that, like now I have much less time to focus on doing the decluttering and organizing everything. So it just all feels overwhelming the playroom is just when I moved into our house I thought our like playroom was going to be the girls room where the girls would we had lofty (laughs) expectations for that room (laughs) hang out and now it's just it's just a disaster and I mean okay I say disaster loosely I've I have attempts at organizing and I have my little baskets. I put labels on them, what should go in here, but the things that are supposed to go in there never stay in there. Um, And it's also like the first room that you see when you walk in my house. So that like really stresses me out too, that that's like the first thing you see when you walk in the house. Oh, God, you just introduced a whole other thing that I haven't (laughs) been thinking about. It's like when you walk in my front door, that foyer area is so suffocating. And there's literally like, you feel like you're like, I don't know, playing Jenga with yourself, trying to just get through the door (laughs) and the shoes that are everywhere, like the coats, the backpacks, like all of that. See, this is why there's just so many different elements of this. And I just need my whole house fixed. So like. All, so all the things that both of you said, I would take and I wouldn't think about, okay, what did you do before? You told me what you lived through and how you got to this point, but what are we going to do about it now? So you kind of take that as, you know, your decluttering, I guess, assessment, you know, if we say it. So I would come there and I would literally tell you, okay. You, you obviously still have these boxes of this old stuff because your kids, this is for Aaron, you know, your kids were so close in age. So you have these boxes and stuff, you know. So now we're going to go to the point where we're going to say, where in every part of your house do you have boxes of stuff or stuff that you saved? And you have to start there. You have to start with your think process. You have to tell yourself, where is everything in this house? Where is it? 
go grab it. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't even know. You have, you have to, if, if, if you think it's in the attic, if you think it's in the basement, anything that you visually can see that is babyish or something you're like, mm, I think that's part of this group. You know, you got to get it all and you got to start there and you got to bring it all together and you have to start your process there. We're not organizing yet. We're not, we're not starting, you know, where's this going to go? We're getting all of that stuff that you have no idea where it is and you're gathering as much as you can. And we're going to start there and you're going to say, do you need this? Do you need that? There's a yes pile. There's a no pile. You know, are we, or are we going to give this away? And you're going to sit there and I will literally sit with people and I will literally teach them a lesson on how to get rid of something, you know? Ha have you touched this in six months? Do your kids even know this exists? And you're thinking about saving I even know it for exists. why? Why yeah. are you saving it? You might want to have a kid. Okay, well, maybe when you have a kid, you can go buy that $5 item. Or you'll so, have okay. <laughs> That's exactly... I'm so glad that you said that because I feel... Oh, mm, I felt like I had a big mental breakthrough somewhat recently. I'm still... In my mind, I still want a third kid. Whether I actually do or don't i'm not really sure but i to me it's not off the table for my husband it's very much off the table so that's like you know a whole other conversation but i feel like i've been holding on to so many things because i'm like well what if we have a third kid and i had to like kind of walk myself off the ledge and look around and say okay if who can benefit from all this stuff that you're hoarding right now that you're not using. And by the time that you might actually make a decision, it might not be in good shape anymore. And now nobody got to benefit from it. So I had to like kind of reset my mind and say, you haven't made a decision about growing your family or not growing your family. So get rid of the baby stuff. And then should you, should I like go down this third child route, then I'll figure it out from there. I'll go on buy nothing groups. I'll ask Shelby for her stuff. Like, and like resort to like my community versus just holding stuff that I'm not using. So like that to me felt like a big mental breakthrough. So I'm at least feeling like progress there, but now I actually have to do the thing. And like when we talked to like on our fact finding call, and that's not the right terminology, but when we talked yesterday, um, that was one of the things I said, like I struggle with the follow through. Like I know I have the right intentions, but then the follow through doesn't exist. Um, right. No, people have a hard time letting go of things. I actually... I'm very sentimental, but like not with toys, you know, I do have other things, but I think personally for me, when it comes to the toy hoarding, I guess you could call it, or, you know, saving things, you know, toys are always going to be around. And when you talk to so many moms, their first answer is always like, I don't need toys. My kids don't need toys for gifts, you know? Amen. Do that. You know, I saved my thing was I saved clothes. You know, I didn't save every single outfit, but like I had at least one or two boxes where I had some clothes, you know, and I never saved toys. Like it was just something that I was like, you know what? I'm gonna keep it. I had I had the two under two, you know, I kept everything, but I still gave away things and I knew I was having another baby and I still got rid of because you just don't need all of that. And if you can, you know get your mindset to that you can you can get there um i really like that like freeing yourself of this emotional attachment to the toys and i feel like that's like yes. an action step for later in the episode but i really like that because i feel like i can create something sentimental as shelby knows like out of anything 
And I think that that's like almost a, like Achilles heel, is that the right terminology? Like it holds me back. So in my mind, you can't have a clean home without an organized home. And I guess I mean by that is, you know, everybody's guilty of when guests are about to come over, you know, you have a play date, you know, you're grabbing every single thing you can possibly see on the floor and you're throwing it in the corner, you're throwing it under your couch, you know, you're going in the kitchen and, you know, darn, you don't have time to do those plates, but I can stuff them in the dishwasher. Nobody will know, you know, I, I have done that in the past. I am very guilty of that, but I mean, you have, you have to take that second and you have to make sure you maintain your home and have an organized home. If you organize your home and you have a spot for everything, I call it, you know, when I talk to people, I say, I don't know where that goes. I tell them there's a home for everything. There is a home for absolutely every single thing in your house. And you know what? My oldest is eight and my youngest is five. And they literally know where everything is in this house. I mean, to the T. If it's organized, they know. And I feel like the cleaning stuff, people start freaking out. But if you get to that spot where everything is organized, you will be able to clean your home. You will be able to know where everything goes. Your cleanup will be fast. You won't have to just grab things and figure out where they are, how you're going to find them, because you can just put them away where they belong because you made a home for them. And, you know, that home doesn't have to be two years, you know, but you can have a you can have a spot for everything. And I think, you know, clean home doesn't just have to be, you know, vacuum dusted, you know, you're, you're clean, you have a clean house, but you can still go into a very clean house and have hidden clutter everywhere. Because I've That's seen like, Yeah, seen like it. my house is clean. I know that it's clean, but it is fucking clean. It is it organized, you know? It no. It's and like, a hot mess, as we say, right? <laughs> yes. And like I told you guys, I am green belt certified in this. Like I'm trained certified. I can do this at work. No problem. Like shadow boxing, everything like on a shop floor has a home. Like, and I get that. But for some reason, I just, oh no, I just, I, I, it, my home is not operating that way. So we need to change that. Yes. Um. All right. So. I guess there's just so much to talk about, but um, this is really funny or I thought it was funny. So when Jen and I first started talking, we kind of like put together an outline of what we thought we might talk about on this episode. And I was like, yeah, just like, you know, throw me some couple, like a couple of details um, about your process, like kind of how you go about it. And I'm not kidding you. Jen literally sent five pages of notes single space and when i opened it i was like oh my god like wow and this i think is just like a testament to how thorough you are and like how methodical you are and how much thought you put into like everything you do and so i like like i said at the top of the episode we have like content for days we can go in so many different directions with this um but i think that we want to like scope the conversation to maybe poise for this episode are you guys aligned on that just like because i think it gives a good example of like your process how to go about it things that people can do on their own and then um yeah that's kind of where my head's at yes definitely i think 
focusing primarily on toys, I know that like we've both are, or we've all already shared that's a huge struggle for a lot of us. And I know it's the same for a lot of you as well. And just like a big frustration. So definitely focusing on the toy aspect, playroom aspect, all of that. So I guess kind of to talk about that is kind of going back to where Shelby talked about the space of like, you know, the you, did you say the foyer room or there's a room right in front and, you know, that's that's your toy room. You know, you have to kind of like before you organize and have a plan, you, ha- you have to figure out, you know, where where is all of this stuff in your house? Do you have a small house? Do you have a big house? You know, how old are your kids? You know, you have babies and toddlers. So clearly you're not going to make your primary organized playroom perfect in the basement. Because you're not going to spend all day down there. You know, you want to you want to be upstairs. You know, the younger ones, you need to come up with that little space in the living room or in the dining room where it's a play area, but it's super organized and it's small. And you really need to kind of break it down like that. So you really have to kind of just start your thing process, your thought process first and figure out how old are your kids? You know, how big is your space? How big is your house? Do you have, do you even have a playroom? You know, people have living rooms as their playroom. And that's what I see a lot. And, you know, a lot of stress comes from there because they want to have parties or they want to have people over and they just feel like their, their child's crap is there. And then like when all the kids are running around, you know, they feel like, oh, they don't have any space for them to go play because everything's just everywhere. So you just have to kind of like think about, you know, how you want to have this toy room. Um, some other things are is, you know, if you do have that space, then you kind of have to think, you know, what are your, your key areas, you know, Legos, you know, for boys, I know even girls too, but Legos for everybody is a huge thing. Um, Barbies, babies, I mean, all the stuff with the little, little stuff and all those miscellaneous, those LOL dolls, you know, those little plastic things. I mean, those things have pieces everywhere. Poly- I'm so out of touch. I don't even know everything. what an LOL doll is. And I think that's <laughs> it's, probably for the you best. Know, it's the same. It's the same you know, like thing. Poly Pocket? Just all over the place. Yes, Poly <laughs> Pockets. My daughter has okay. like 10 of them. And those things are just, oh, thunder. <laughs> um, oh, I love storms. So anyways, you know, just kind of, you know, you're, the, the biggest thing for, for me when I organize is I, I have to have a thought process. I have to, have to. So, you know, I'll just give you an example for my Legos because I know that a lot of people will struggle with this. So for my Legos, my thought was, okay, what are the age of my kids playing with the Legos? You know, are they playing with it? Are they collecting it? You know, I have about 50 Legos. They're all built together. Um, my thing is, is I can't have them in the bedroom because there's carpet. They will not play on the play with the Legos on the carpet. So clearly I can't come up with an organized space to have Legos in the carpet. I don't want to have them in my living room because I don't want a million pieces all over. I have to, you know, I have a been on Legos is the place. So obviously, you know, I don't really have a playroom. So that's not an option. You know, so I came up with, you know, a thought process. I got these shelves and, you know, I put them on the shelves and I know that they're going to play with them, but I know that they don't play with them every single day where they're going to break them apart. 
So my next thought process was, is, okay, how am I going to keep all of the things together? Because I think that is very, very important when you organize. You cannot have your daughter playing with Barbies every day or Legos and have one in this room, one in that room, one in another room. You need to make sure you have everything together. So my first instinct was, is, you know, I have to take every single Lego that is in any room, whether it's in the bedroom or the living room, and I have to put it all together. And I basically just sat there for almost like a day or two thinking about what can I do about these Legos. And I ended up coming up to the conclusion where now like I have probably a cart and I color coordinated my Legos. And I know it sounds crazy. And I love that people my and they're like, when the F do you have time to do this? You know, I do. I have time. I have to make time because this is my plan. This is my plan of action to fix this clutter of Lego mess. Legos everywhere. I cannot take it. You know, they need to play with it. They play with it. You know, I don't want breaking. We spent hours building these Legos and now they're broken apart. They have not been broken since, you know, they color coordinate everything. They know that they pull this tray out and that's, that's where the Legos go. When they're, playing the Legos, you know, they're old enough. I built this because they're old enough to do that. You know, for a toddler, for a two-year-old that loves Legos, a three-year-old, I would build, you know, maybe a cart and color coordinate, but I would make one or two drawers where they would be all of the colors mixed together so that they knew it was okay to mix colors. You know, they had their own bin to do whatever they wanted to do. And I wouldn't need a shelf for them because they're probably not building hundred dollar Legos at two, three years old, you know? So, so I feel like play. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm so happy that you're elaborating on this because when we talked yesterday, you asked us like a very simple question. How do your kids play with Legos? And between Shelby and me, we literally gave you three different answers and th- like all three answers led to a different solution. And I feel like that's like super important because if you think of it, like if if everything's like binary, you're never going to find a solution that actually works for you. It can't just be like this or that. It's got to be age appropriate. It has to be like developmentally appropriate. And these are things that like seem obvious, but aren't obvious. Like I didn't think about like how Leo would play differently with Legos versus Zane, who just wants to literally dump the bin out and then kick everything. Like, Mm -hmm. and so when you were saying like you had your Legos color coded, I'm like, well, fit. Like, there's no chance Ari or Zane are going to put away their Legos in a color coordinated, co- color coordinated fashion. But like you just said, for their age group, it doesn't have to be. Like, they can just have the drawer where the Legos go. Um, so I really, really love the idea of like making sure that your solutions are appropriate for your children and tailoring them appropriately. Um, And kind of like that everything has a home as well. Like for that, you know, I think me and Shelby were talking about like all those damn boxes, you Mm -hmm. know, like those Lego boxes, they're everywhere. They literally probably give me the worst anxiety because I'm sentimental. I'm not ready to give them up. I don't want to throw them away. I feel like they're either going to be worth something or, you know, like my Lego needs to go with that box. Like that's just something that's meaningful to me. So my thing is, how am I going to fix that? How am I going to? make this organized with 50 boxes, you know? So I put as many boxes as I can into one box and then I store them in a basement. But, you know, I have a bin just for instructions. 
you know, and Shelby was saying how her one son like likes this one Lego and, you know, it gets broken a lot. But, you know, for her, I thought that would be a great idea to, you know, get they have these little mesh bags or you can get a Ziploc bag and you always keep the pieces in that baggie and you put the instructions in there. So when you know that your son wants to play with the, you know, Captain America Lego, you know, where is that Lego? Oh, here it is, because you have a clear baggie and you have the instruction manual with the picture of that Lego. Mommy, I want to build that one. You grab it and you have it. And every Lego is kept together. There is, you know, you have to make sure your stuff is kept together so that it's organized and you can have quick access to it. So same thing with cleanup. That's my that's my action step for this week. I already told I already asked Leo because this past (laughs) weekend we um, like Aaron was saying earlier, we like organized all of his books. We went through all of his books and we're like, what you know, what's ripped? What do we want to give to the babies? What's kind of like a baby book and what's, you know, the ones you want to keep? So I'm like, this weekend, do you want to organize your Legos together? And he was like, yeah, he was really excited about doing that. So that's, that's our project this weekend that we're going to do together. Organize Legos. I love the idea of doing, um, the Ziplocs and I love like Jen showed me she had this little jewel- oh, the jewelry container. Yeah, it's, it's a clear jewelry box. It's mm-hmm. literally a clear rectangle. It has three pullout drawers. Yeah. And for like all of the very small pieces, because I feel like those just get lost. And also that the now that you said the thing about the carpet I have them in his room but it's like not ideal to actually build them in That's the room build on carpet and you find of. that yeah. out once your Legos sit in a room for six months why didn't your kids touch it you know what I mean mm-hmm. why why aren't they going in that room same thing with the magnetiles you know you have bins of magnetiles everywhere I kept them everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Four months, they didn't touch them. I'll tell you not when you rotate and when you do all that with the toys, you move it into that prime location because you had that thought process of, okay, are they going to use this toy? You know, they will put it in the right spot, find the right home for it. You know what I mean? And I feel like when we, at the top of the episode, when we were talking about like, what are the things that drive us nuts? That's one of them, like the toy rotation. I so desperately want to be this mom that like beautifully methodically plans out her toy rotation and executes accordingly. And like, we have this many toys available and these are the toys that they love. And then the rest go away. But like, God, I just can't get to that point. And I think like the co-locating is a huge piece. I'm not kidding. Ari got something for his birthday. It's like this, um, this is like specific, so sorry, but it's like this like magnetic board type thing, like where you have like a maze and you're trying to like move balls around. So there's like a pen component where you're moving the balls. And then there's like a thing that like twists, whatever. So there's basically there's three components to the toy. Half of it was in my room. The board was in that TV room. And then the two pens that like control the magnets were in the basement. And I'm like, he just got this on Saturday. Like how are, how is this already in three different pieces on three different floors of the house? Like <laughs> it's got, it doesn't have a home. It doesn't have a home yet. Never have a home <laughs> so, yet. And you guys already oh. answered like a bunch of stuff already. Like, first of all, like the biggest thing is, is like people would never think adults. And I find this because I, I, I get a feel of what they're looking for, but 
They have never said anything about their kids. And Shelby already did one thing. She already said to her son, do you want to organize your Lego? She already did like the first process. Like you got your kids involved. Like nobody would think like, how am I going to organize? You know, nobody's going to say, oh yeah, I'm going to ask my kids if they want to organize. Yeah, right. No, like they do though. Like you can't ask them, do you want to organize? But like they, they want to be a part of it. And that's huge in the organizing process. And that's something huge for me too. Because I literally involve my kids. I want them to be a part of it. I want them to see their stuff. I want them to know what they actually have too. And that's kind of into the rotating as well. Because the rotating of the toys is huge. You know, you, you have things that you don't even know are there. You have things that, you know, you're going to see if they're going to touch them. You have things like you said for the birthday gifts. You know, he just got that. But like, what about next week? You might not see that. But if you put it somewhere where there's a home, he knows it's there, you know, he's probably going to play with it. But then, Val, I always tell people, you know, three to four months, rotate your toys, four to six months, you know, depending on your situation. But I also think that it's really important to do the rotating of the toys or any kind of um, decluttering on toys for seasons and holidays or birthdays. You know, spring. Wait, can you say those timelines again? Because I feel like that just alleviated a little bit of stress. Like <laughs> in my mind, a, a rotating toy situation was supposed to be like weekly or something. And so that I feel like that, that's part of the reason why I haven't been able to do it. Because yeah, so like, like ro rotating toys can mean a, a, a different amount of things. I mean, like when I think of rotating toys, um, it doesn't just have to be getting it, it doesn't mean like you're getting rid of things and putting them aside you know you're kind of like taking what your kids play with and you might not want to be able to get rid of but you need to see if you can get rid of that so you know you want to kind of just change it up you know you can start to tell when they get bored of their of their stuff and well, yeah, you know, like I oh, think time for a change. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like my uh, my change is pretty consistent. Like I, you know, I rotate my toys about three to four months. You know, okay. but for for people that you know don't rotate their toys or just have no idea where to start or don't even have their stuff, you know, kind of organized. You know, six four to six months is you know a better timeline for you. But you you need to move your stuff. If you yeah. can't rotate your toys and move everything. You need to move at least some stuff. So you need to go in one room and, you know, I guess my example for the rotating is I think of going to a house and I see somebody with those big toy bins and they have 10 to 15 police cars in there and they have fire trucks and they have Paw Patrol stuff and they have everything stuffed in here. And if it's you guys, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just telling you mm -hmm. that that's what I see. Well, so there's something I wrong think, with it. <laughs> I think, okay, I need to organize those because my kids need to see what's in that. They're very visual and kids are very visual and it's very good to be visual when you're organized because kids do not want to just look for something. They want to see something and they want to play with it. And if they don't see it, it might sit there for six months. So, you know, you need to make it aware that they can see it. So I would take all those toys out and I would consolidate them. I would probably get rid of one or two trucks and I would find a home for everything else, but I would keep them together by a category. So, you know, all your trucks, all your whatever, and I would make them visible. And in about three months, I would find a new spot for them. And it doesn't mean I have to, you know, put them away completely, but I might just, you know, put them, put something in, you know, the bedroom now because, you know, they didn't, they didn't like those toys. 
but you know, they would notice if they're gone. So kind of just put them, you know, in a different spot. You know, it can mean a lot of different things. It can, you can change the room. You can hide them completely. I have to, I have to literally hide things sometimes in my car if I feel like I want to get rid of them, but I know my kids are going to ask for it. But sometimes right, they I hide them for it and I get rid of it and it's done. There's one less thing. And usually I make that a box. I won't just pick one toy. But when the kids get older, they'll start to recognize stuff and you can easily bribe them to get rid of stuff. Or you can just, you know, they'll get in that habit where they know they're organizing and they know they're getting ready to rotate their toys. You know, they're getting ready for a new season or new birthday gifts and they're getting stuff and they know it's time to get rid of stuff. And they will know if you make them part of it. And they will also know if you're organized. They thrive on knowing where things are. They want their stuff and they want to be able to have access to it. So I love that so, so much. I feel like making your kids part of the solution, like validating and encouraging their independence, making them feel like, like they're contributing to something bigger than just them. Like all that stuff is so important to me. Um, There's something else I wanted to comment about that, but I lost my train of thought as per usual. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's just like so many like life lessons that can be, oh, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like you're giving them a skill that can carry them through life. Like I know like, theoretically what I want to do in this house to like get to a place of Zen and organization and decluttering. And it, this isn't like a parents, this is not a flaw on you by any means, I'm not saying this to my mom and dad, but like, I'm just not good at like the follow through. And I, there's probably like a time component, but I want my kids to be able to value it, respect it, honor it, and like cherish that as they grow and develop on their own. And like, I want them to keep their rooms that way. Like I want them to feel some sort of I don't know, like you call it therapeutic in your consistency. Yeah, like it's therapeutic to just have order and peace. And I want them, I want that to be like intrinsic to them. It means so much to us to have you on this journey. And together, we hope we can make mom life a little bit easier for you one episode at a time. As always, never hesitate to DM us on Instagram at Mom Tales and Cocktails Podcast with your mom tales. And don't forget to follow here and we will see you on the next episode.